Hello, this is D.B. Richards from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, and this season is dedicated to Bill Polarino. Rest in peace, my friend. Welcome, everybody, to the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet referee, Dave Keener. All-time classic. This is wrestling. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. He's no, back. you're going to say, I don't have sweet tea in my hand. I got a Pepsi. No, I was going to say no. more like a Pepsi kind of day. No, 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 just stop. You want to know who marked out last night at ECWA? To me? Brian, he saw Santa Claus. He's like, oh my gosh, he's here. No, I did not yes, mark out. Yes, you did. I saw you. You're like, Santa. I, I was surprised you wouldn't have marked out to who else was there. No, I, I didn't mark out. I was just you, like. You were amazed you saw Santa. Well, I I, you, I knew who he was because he was on the, on the podcast. No, you were marking right. out. Here's here's my thing though. You liar. From what I heard from who else was there, I would have loved him in there because oh. one of my favorite all time ring announcers was there. Yeah. Apparently Gary Michael Capetta was at the ECWA show last night. Yeah. And nobody knew he was there. I didn't know he was there because I was playing yeah. Connect Four with these kids. Can I just Can say I something yeah. right now? Something right now. You just did. It's been like two months since we had all three of us on the show. Hey, by the way, ah. anybody ever see the movie Half Baked? No one cares. Fuck you. You. I'm out. No, you're not. Stay right there. Stay right there because you got to introduce our guest right now. No, you can. No, it's your job now. No, I'm drinking my. Oh my gosh, you are the person that always introduce. Are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. No, no, I, I'm not going to be marked like that, but are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. You're ready, yeah. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, say hello to Dewey Murray. Hey, Dewey, what's going on, bud? No relation to Bill. <laughs> he like went into space for a minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got like, like He almost became an astro. Yeah. Oh gosh, are you ribbing the Phillies right now? No, that they're still my boys. We went far, and I and I'm allowed to say we because they signed my checks. I don't care if they signed my checks or not. But I'll tell you this: they had the worst record in the playoffs, and they still made it to the World Series. Right. So I was watching. I was watching an interview about them, and getting off subject here. I was watching an interview. You're supposed to win about 107 games or something like that. They only won like 85. So it was 84. 84, something like that, and they still got to the World Series. And I mean, and it's no offense. It all happened after we fired Joe Girardi. Okay, let's get into the story. Is it up a level? Lady? Yes. Okay. So, um, so we have fans out there that are non wrestling fans, like, um, this guy right here is, um, Brian's, um, co worker at work. He's like, oh, I'm going to listen to your podcast. Yeah. And I don't and, know shit about wrestling. Exactly. And people like that wants to know who you are. Can we get your old origin story? Wow. Uh, origin story goes back many of, uh, early of 2000. Uh, I was trained out of the Rochester area. Um, one of the most notable people to come out of the class I graduated with is, uh, Colin Delaney, which I know everybody's familiar with him. Yes, we are. TNA superstar. He's, E- WWE ECW superstar. Um, well, yeah, he's he's still in TNA right now, so he's been. And, uh, and I've just made a name for myself uh, along the Northeast. And the last couple years, uh, besides wrestling, I've been focusing on doing a lot with the Psoriasis and the National Psoriasis Foundation. Uh, I'm also the only pro wrestler currently and I know Tommy Dreamer messes with me every time I see him to have a working relationship with Cindy Lauper I've done some print ads and some YouTube ads some streaming ads for like some of the streaming services with her that is freaking awesome yeah so that's awesome I, I gotta ask the question then what did you think of Becky Lynch playing Cindy Lauper in the latest episode of Young Rock <clears throat> 
that was actually amazing. Um, I actually like the whole series all together. I've actually been watching the whole series since it started. Oh yeah, me too. I've been watching it from episode one. It's awesome show. It awesome. Like I've had, yeah, I've had friends on there. Like like I've seen um, Luke Hawk play Steve Austin. It was awesome. Cole Cabana was um, what's his name? Steve Lombardi, Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, and I I thought it was pretty cool to see some of the guys I know on the show. But so. now we've all been. In- but now we've all been in locker rooms with, with Tony Atlas. Right. And we all yeah. know those stories are true when they're sitting there on national television talking about Tony Atlas wanting to say stuff. I'm like, wow, yeah. they didn't leave nothing out. No. And I mean, I've been in the locker room with numerous times. And yeah, I've heard that story plenty. Wow. Still Cindy Lauper. I was listening to the Goonies theme song earlier today. If you watch the latest episode, it's back from 1980-something. And they played the song. Where No, where they did the banquet. To release the song. Yes. With her and Hogan and WWE uh, Records when they had that out back then. Yeah. With the movie and all that. Oh, yeah. I love Goonies. So. And they had Chunk in the movie, too. Yeah. TV show, yeah. I was like, oh, look, it's Chunk. So, who, did you say, did you tell us who do you, who trained you and everything? Uh, I was actually trained out of the, uh, it was called Kayfabe Dojo at the time. It's now Flower City yeah. uh, Wrestling Academy. And I went through a couple different uh, people. Okay. Um, so, at one point, I was trained by Rick Matrix and then he uh, left for a while and then Jimmy Olsen took over and then Chip Stetson it, it, and then Hellcat at one point was a trainer I, it was like a bunch of different guys helping a bunch of young guys trying to come up in the area that's awesome the one thing I'm looking at your social media right now is photo that you posted last year in August you were actually in you were on a WWE episode way back when when we CM Punk Serena Deep and Gallows, Luke Gallows, Gallows, yeah. Luke Gallows for the Straight Edge Society, and look, I got a photo here that you're getting your hair head shaved by Serena Deep. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty cool. That is kind of cool. We've seen so many people that have been on like WWTV, AEW, stuff like that. Friends, coworkers. Yeah, yeah. I remember one of my friends um, getting choke slam on live TV. We didn't know he was going to be there. No, neither did I. And I, and I don't even think we were friends then. But I'm looking on the mic. Is that Brian? Yeah, <laughs> he got choke slammed through the table by a Big Show during the. JBL um, celebration um, celebration with the title. Oh yeah, but he told all his friends that he couldn't like hang out because he was feeling bad, sick. They didn't want to tell anybody. Then they saw him on TV and it's like, oh my gosh! So and it was the same night. I remember if I remember the story correctly, he told us that Hunter sat next to him at catering. Yes, yes, that's yeah. in, that's one of my episodes with Tobin said it too. Right. So yeah. we're we're, we're, we're going. But I got left. a question for you. Like, um, did you tell your friends that you were going to be on WWE TV or anything like that, or you kept everything quiet? Uh, so. This is going to be really, really interesting, and um, I'm probably never, ever, ever going to get a call back for extra work again. But it's a funny story, and I and I truly love it. That's when SmackDown was filmed, like on that Tuesday. If you guys remember, right, you see yeah. like filmed on a Tuesday, like three days ahead of time. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, my tag team partner Rob Sweet, who was the best man in my wedding, were like legit brothers inside and outside of the ring, and. Uh, uh, he owned a bar. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I think you know where this is actually going. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the sober guy is sitting at his best friend's bar 
watching himself with a couple of his buddies from the wrestling place uh, having alcoholic beverages while taking a pledge not to drink. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's funny. That is funny. But, I mean, everybody knew probably back then that, you know, SmackDown was taped on Tuesday nights. Well, back then the schedule was a little bit different because the schedule was Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah. And they worked out Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. Or a house show was on Friday and then Saturday. They were all house shows. Oh, yeah. Sunday was like the day to work out or something like that. So I never did this question for a minute. How was the catering? Good. It's better than any casino buffet you'd ever go to. <laughs> awesome. And like they go by the area too. So uh, I've done Rochester and they've had like buffalo wings and like garbage plates. I've done Philly where they've had like cheesesteaks. I've done Boston where they've done straight up crab rolls, crab cakes, lobster rolls, all seafood. Like they actually go to, you know, what the area is around them for food. Yeah, and then cool. I, did, I did a Christmas time one. Um, if you actually look back, oh my God, I if I can find it, I'll send it to you. Remember when Alberto Del Rio got ran over, uh, ran over Santa Claus? Yes. You were Santa Claus? No. Okay. There was two guys uh, standing next to Santa's uh, locker room. They were like all depressed because Santa got, you know, ran over. That was actually me and Dalton Castle. Oh, oh my God. I'm, now I'm going to have to go back and watch that and see if I see Dalton. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. <laughs> so, so for that, like their whole catering was like legit prime rib, crab legs. It, it, was, it was just crazy. That's like going, because I work for the Phillies. Everybody knows that. I went in there a couple times for their catering and it's like burgers and salads and cheesesteak egg rolls and stuff like that. It's pretty good catering in there. So yeah, I guess catering depends on where you are. I, I'm going to say this and I don't care if it goes on air. I, I feel bad you had to work with Dalton Castle. I've heard good stories about him. He's uh, actually from Rochester. Um, yeah, and he actually used to be the radio host DJ for 94.1 The Zone, which was a radio station up in Rochester. I was thinking about somebody else then. You were thinking of the lollipop. No, Dalton oh, Castle. Oh, you're thinking of Billy Ryan. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Dalton Castle is actually yeah, yeah. nothing like his gimmick. Trust no. me. There's plenty of people like that who are nothing like their gimmick. Yeah. Dustin Rhodes. Anyway, let's go on to our next question. Yes, you. You know, I have a lot of these. I know you have a lot of DB. I just got a new one. Brian's got a new one. So before I ask the, the pet peeve question, I want Brian to tell his pet peeve story real quick. Because it happened last, it happened yeah. Friday night. It happened Friday night. I don't know if you saw it or not, DB, but Brian, tell your pet peeve story that I saw Friday night at that show. Is it the um, announcer going, hello everybody, I'm Mickey no, Mouse? No, that was just horrible. Oh, okay. So Mil Milba Toast was the ring announcer's name in a mask Okay, and gear. So but, go ahead, Brian. You won't, you won't know to do it, but now you'll know. I'm a photographer now at Rinside and doing promo pics for everybody. And for the show, I was put in as the main photographer, and there was a secondary photographer. You're welcome. And I won't say names, but... Create a character photographer number 17. Create a character number 10. Point four. Decided he wanted to be at Rinside doing photography because he was told not to do it, but he asked certain somebody that he can, and he got in our way. And then somebody's friend, who also was taking photos, decided they want to get up and get at Rinside and got in my goddamn way. And referee the Battle Royal. Yeah, he refereed Battle Royal. So my biggest pet peeve is if there's two photographers or one photographer for the show, we do not need four or five photographers at Rinside. We're not WWE. We're not AEW. We don't have that big of a building for that many people anyway, Brian. Exactly. If there's two photographers at Rinside, the other two can go out behind the fan 
stands and take pictures there. But that ringside is only for the two photographers, one or two photographers, and the camera guy at ringside. Do you have any pet peeves in the business? Um, my favorite is not listening. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, um, me. So yeah. I just did the uh, Binghamton WrestleCon, which focused on that and a few other names. And there was this gentleman who's been in the business for a couple of years, and there was some no shows and some other stuff and you know how it goes you scramble around you redo the card and uh, they were going to put him against the name just to get squashed out and he turns around and he goes I don't want to do that because this other promotion that's helping out here is going to give me a title so I kind of you know want you know the title I don't want to do what you want me to do I want what they want me to do even though it's your show and uh, it was just crazy you know because does a title really make a difference because I'm not trying to down any form of titles because I hold some of them and I don't and I'm not trying to downgrade them, but you're not going to learn anything from winning a title. You're going to learn something from working a name. Right. I, I would have said, I don't care you who you are. Like, you know? like, that's a learning experience. Like, yeah, having a belt pretty cool, you know, and whatever. But, like, if you want to get better, you want that learning experience. And if you, right. the only way to really get better in, in wrestling and, and, and everybody says this is if you work somebody better than you. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and if you're going to work a former WWE superstar, that's where you're going to learn. You know, you're not going to learn much from you know winning a belt yeah christine marie told me about her um person didn't want to tap out to her um move at an ecwa show was it ecwa show yes it was an ecwa show trust me i was there i was the sound guy yeah so like she was i there brian no you weren't okay she no this was a long time ago yeah Um, i was there a long time ago um ian ian was ref Short. Last night? No, 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 no. At this, at this e- ECWA show. Don't even get me started on him. But He's got so much copyright coming to him. Okay, at, like I said, keyword today is listen. Right. Yeah, thank you. Listen. Welcome. I'm telling you a story and you keep on interrupting. <laughs> well, let him tell the story and you be quiet. And then um, my other thing is like uh, men being scared to uh, work women or to lose to women. And I'll bring up Christina Marie. Um, she's obviously from this area. She's more up towards the Albany area. And I wrestled her a couple years ago in her hometown. And I let her body slam me. We had one hell of a match and I did not mind taking the L for her in her, in her hometown. And I had like a few different people come up and be like, bro, why why would you like, like think about it. Like you put me next to Christina Marie. She's not a very small woman. You know what I'm saying? Like if you do it right and you know how to work with women, it's fucking amazing matches. And, 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 and that's one of my things where it where it's funny where some of these guys, you know, were like, bro, you just really, bro, you just really. I was like, why? It gives them credibility, you know, because we're throwing around, you know, a couple little women when, when you know, you got a victory over a guy, then when you throw around the little women, it means more. Yeah. That's like um, Stan Styles thing that happened last night, the IGB. Yeah, he does a good job there. Right, he does an amazing job with those shows. And I mean, some of these guys, like Darian Hardway, who's a big dude, will work somebody like Erica Lee in an amazing match. He's, he's worked with with Riley Shepard and yeah. Adina Steele. Right, and they've done amazing yeah. matches. You know, so to me, it doesn't matter. Like, I have a good friend up there who's an amazing wrestler from Binghamton. Not naming names, but everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. And, like, there's plenty of great talent out there that will do stuff. I would do it. Hell, I did a freaking light bulb match Friday night. Scared as shit, but I still did it. Dude, them light bulbs came at me. I know, I saw. Yeah, I was hiding under Thank you, Brian, for the gloves. You're welcome. I just have to say this because it's 2022. We don't need to sit here and have the mindset of, women can't wrestle women can't do this shit so if they're in the ring let them wrestle if you're scared to wrestle a woman don't fucking wrestle no yeah
because I mean, women. We have a vice. I was thinking the same thing. We have a vice president who's a who's a woman. We have women in the military. I mean, come on. And I mean, some of the companies we're working for, like the one company we're getting ready to work for next weekend, is probably the first woman woman to run an independent wrestling company. Shouts out to her, man. Shouts we out. Love her. You know what I mean? We'll be, we'll be up in Connecticut on November 12th for Kaiju Pro. Yep. Shout out to Dahlia. So, next question on the list is, um, best advice you ever been received? I'll be 12. Oh, um, wow. Um, the best advice I ever got would be from Brody Lee. And I was having trouble just like you know how like you get down about the business and you get down about everything you know and and all that type of stuff and you just get in that mood uh he was always one that like he was always great with words he was very 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 intelligent and he would say stuff that would make you think and he told me this and he was like if you think anything negative in your life think about what it is because i know what it is and you know you can turn it into something positive just think about what it is and you know you can turn that negative into a positive and that's all you need in life trust me and it like ate at me for a while and like ate at me for a while and uh, I just one of those things was I always got looked at different not because I'm a, like a big kid I always got looked at different because I had psoriasis you know psoriasis is something that's very physical it doesn't look very appealing on the skin and stuff like that so I took his advice and I kind of put it with that and then, you know, ever since I got that advice six years ago, I've just been nonstop working with, you know, the National Psoriasis Foundation, doing fundraisers, doing all kinds of stuff. And it's just something that I, I actually look forward to doing every year. I mean, I've gone out and hosted bingo parties with doctors that are millionaires. They, they're, they're, you know, they're raising money and you're raising, you know, $50,000, $60,000 on bingo games. And the only thing they're, they're winning is a brand new cell phone, you know, that they can buy 4,000 of them with, with, with the type of money they make in a week. And it's just amazing to see, you know, what, what people do to, to raise awareness, you know, for something that is starting to actually become a lot more common, I've actually noticed. And props for you to do that because, you know, not many people will go out there and, you know, raise, raise awareness. Yeah, advocate or stuff like that. So yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, there's so many um, diseases and stuff like that out there, and there's a lot of um, promotions like One CW does a lot of um, mm-hmm. charity. I mean, they got one coming up in Houston, Delaware, which they've done the cancer, they've done leukemia, they've done autism, and now they're doing for Alzheimer's. It's amazing, right? And a huge shout out to Sean Hardy for everything that he's done with that company. Doing charity is like one of the best things I ever heard anybody talk about. So mm-hmm. yeah, you have our respect and send us stuff, and we'll post it on our page for you, man. Exactly. Exactly. Completely. Um, but, you know, it, it's just, and, and there's not a lot of wrestlers that actually have it at all. Yeah. Wow. But it's awareness. You need to put it out there and we're going to learn about it. And we move forward from it. Oh, yeah. Always. Brian, you got the next question. Yes, I do. So the next question is background checks. Um, <laughs> I know for the past couple of years, we've had so many wrestlers, promoters getting called out for doing horrible things. Um, some notoriously being on the sex offender list. I mean, we know guy down here in, in Jersey that was called out and he's no longer a promoter and his, his promotion's gone. So do you believe that, you know, promoters and companies should do background checks on the talent that they bring in or should, you know, or that should be done by the state level? Oh, 
um, it should actually kind of be done by the state level. Like uh, certain states, you have to have license. You know, I mean, just like we should have blood work, we should have a background check. I mean, there was a company up this way that they actually the building had to pull a fan because they found out one of the fans was like sitting front row that was like he was like on on, on one of the registry lists. You know, and and then you always get the, the people. You know, you don't know ninety percent of these people at all, and you know sometimes they give fake names and then when you find out the real name you know because of whatever and you know or they got to show id because they don't look 18 and you know the doctor writes down a different name you find out their name and you're like oh yeah you're on that list you gotta go yeah, yeah. so like here's another thing I, I i started reading all facebook and somebody brought up deaf uh, match wrestlers should do blood work and should be put out there every time they do a show saying hey i'm clean this is my stuff you agree with that too um actually yes because i was actually so there's a new promotion called ewf that actually came into the area that i'm from and new york state a couple years ago when they um legalized mma they blended it together with pro wrestling and because of that we now have to carry not only just doctor we have to have a mandatory ambulance which was part of mma so in mma obviously you know you're allowed to get lacerations obviously during the fight if need be so they have to have blood paperwork in well if you know wrestlers want to do that why can't we have the same rule that mma has in new york state you know if they're allowed to do it but they have to have blood work and everybody has to submit blood work because you never know what's going to happen in a match why why can't we right like the friday night i got asked to help clean up a buddy of mine who is a wrestler and said i'm not touching you until i have gloves yeah he's like oh i'm like yeah no, because you, it had a nice little laceration on his back. I'm like, somebody find me gloves, towels, everything else. Yeah, I was out there in the back real right. quickly, and I ran back and get some gloves for you. Right, even in the ring, I'm like, somebody give me towel and gloves. Right now, I said it in the ring really loud, and nobody fucking moved. I'm like, towel, now, he's bleeding. And everybody's like, mm-hmm. They're going to learn. The state of New Jersey is one of the only states in this country for pro sports that does not have to have a medical staff on hand. You cannot run a sport in any other state, like Pennsylvania. If you're running a sport like that, medical has to be on hand. If they're yeah. not on hand, the state athletic commission will not let you run at all. And I think that needs to be changed. Yeah, because Dewey Dewey's worked down here before. You know, that, so that's why we have so many companies down in Jersey here. That's why right, because they don't have to have the athletic. We did that little tiny staff. bar show. We right. didn't remember we did that little tiny bar show kitty corner from the 2300 arena. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that was just a pop up from uh, New York that came over here. I'm pretty certain that we. We worked together before, so I know what you yeah. mean. <laughs> Everywhere is a pop-up. Right. You don't need tackies now anymore. No. All right. So here's one of the new ones. I know we haven't been on for about a month now, So, but this is a new question. So it's three favorite matches. I want you to give me three of your favorite matches that you've ever had, and then three of your favorite all-time matches. Shawn Michaels and Razorman, everybody always WrestleMania says. 10, WrestleMania 3, Steamboat, right. Savage. So, so one of my top three favorite matches that I had... Uh, was with um, H.C. Lowe and this gentleman by the name of Saru 
Rue Saru. It was in Williamsport, and it was the fans bring the weapons match, and me and Lo popped huge because some fan decided they were going to bring a goddamn fucking cat. Bring a we don't know why. We don't know who possessed them. We don't know who or how they even got this idea. But 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 we look over in the corner before we go out, and lo and behold, there's this fucking cactus sitting in the corner, cactus? and the promoter's like, "Yeah, the guy's like, promoter's like, hey, big, his name's Big. He's like, hey guys, don't forget, somebody brought this cool cactus for you guys to use. Wait, his and name was yeah. Biggs. I I know him. Yeah, and then uh, one of my other ones would be um, I enjoyed one of the first names I ever worked was actually Honky Tonk Man, cool. and he was just the funniest and the nicest guy to work in. Like I was kind of green at that point, and um, at one point where we're going over the match, and I didn't realize where like the beers were coming from because he had like um, you know how you get the family size bag of like the mini Doritos so they come in like that huge or big clear like white bag and it's got like all, all, all the Doritos on it and he was like and he looks over at me he goes hey fat ass you all want these beers on my chips and I'm like oh that's where the fuck they're coming from but his experience was just so much fun and then um recently i worked uh bull james and uh Alpha jr with my tag partner rob sweet and that match was just a ball we didn't call nothing we didn't we went out for a good 18 minutes and did nothing and the promoter got a bunch of messages about how great the match was everybody popped for the match and we didn't even call her anything we just we went out and we kind of just vibed and felt the crowd and just did our thing and it, it was just it was money yeah I, i've wrapped matches like that like i would walk up there what are we doing we'll, we'll, we'll do it out there i'll give you the go home spot when it's time okay uh one of my all-time favorite matches is uh, a three-way it's cm ray mysterio and eddie guerrero mm, okay yeah that's a good one that's that, I, I mean it's an older one um and then uh the screw job who doesn't love the screw job that was yeah. like like the first time being a kid where where like I sat back and I was like oh oh wow the boss is a piece of shit like that was really good what what, what the hell happened like you know you, you sit in and, and like as a little kid you scratch your head and try to figure out what the hell ever happened that was the first time you heard one of the commentators actually get blanked out you, what yeah the you know it, it, it was one of those things because being young you know you didn't know what a what a work was or what a screw job was or right. you know you, oh, yeah. you were there in the moment oh yeah I remember that pay-per-view I was over at my friend's house and watching and then I was pissed off because I was a heart fan. I was like, I'm done. Mm. And I, I remember the finish, what the finish was supposed to be, but that changed. Yeah. And I see Sean, you see the camera pan on Sean, and Sean's like, give me the fucking belt. I'm out of here. And you got one more. And then um, I'm a hardcore guy, uh, Edge and Foley Mania. I was going to say, which time? Yeah, I, I did that Friday night. I referenced my first light bulb match Friday night. And Oh my uh, God. How was, how was that? That's the only thing I haven't and won't do is I'm like, I, I don't know about the whole like light bulb so, situation. So let me let me jump in here real quick because we, we we were all at that show and we were that close. DB here was commentating. Keener was ref. I was a photographer. As a first time person doing a death match as a photographer, it scared the shit out of me because the when the light tubes broke, it shattered everywhere. So at like quick yeah. seconds, I'm putting on safety glasses. I can start smelling the the inside of the bulb. So I throw on a mask just to protect myself. At one point, I didn't breathe that whole match. At one point. 
I'm holding my camera and my head turned away and just taking snapshots, praying to God I got something because it was it's that crazy and dangerous. As soon as those bulbs went up, so did my arms, like to block my face. Me and Craig Parent guests were like covering <laughs> her face with a paper. <laughs> they're like, oh. they're co- it's all coming at us. I'm I like, mean, I don't mind doing a TLC match or a cage match or, or anything like that. You know what I mean? But a light bulb match, when, when she found out I was doing a light bulb match, she's like, yeah, no, I'm not going. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I said, yeah, no, I'm not going either. But. Yeah, and and to be honest, more respect to, to, to referees in that situation, to think about it, you got to get down there on the mat. You gotta, yeah. That was me. I ref that. Yeah, a shout out to you for actually right. for that one and, match. With- and I'm wondering what my brother Mike would have said if he was there and he saw that. Wait, he did a death match with um, who? He did the fi- yeah, he did that one. He also did the fire match with Mick and Terry in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Where like their whole ring was on fire. But yeah, yeah give it a shout out to you because you you called that really quickly for <laughs> for Dan and uh, Giddy. Right. And but the whole time Dan was like, "Is Getty okay? Getty?" I'm like, "I'm not worried about Getty. Getty is fine. He's getting washed up right now. You are busted open. Your head and your back are bleeding. There was like a two inch um like his back was talking every single time he moved. We were telling him stop moving. Because right. And it, I'm like yeah. trying to clean him up and everything else because it's what I do. My my day job is kind of like a medic. So I'm like, I'm trying to clean you up. Stop fucking moving. So let's go into our next question because DB because looked- you, you just you just brought that right there about what you were just talking about. So I want to jump down to this one question to get it over with. Safety. So, safety of the right, business. Good. So I am, I believe in like, they should be, referees should be CPR trained or somebody outside of the ring. So like if the medic or um, the doctor couldn't make it to the ring, somebody else is there to jump in fast enough. You think um, referees should be tr- CPR trained? I've really never seen a ref need CPR, but I think they should know more about like, you know, the first aid and, you know, broken bones and more like that, you know? Yeah. I, I the first thing, like I, I'm watching like clips of wrestlers in the ring and all like the Ray Mysterio and like they were moving the guy's body and like he hit the ropes. If you remember that. Match. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, the dude just standing there. He's not checking on him, making sure he's okay. That's the thing that pisses me off when I'm at shows and seeing high spots and stuff like that and the referee's just standing in the ring just like playing with his thumbs and you want to I'm like out there trying to see if the dude's okay you know what I mean I'm like being a fan and I'm like is he alright and the ref's just still right there in the ring just doing nothing pisses me off all the time I know a fellow photographer in here in Jersey she works up in the, a lot of the North North Jersey shows her daytime job is an EMT and I've seen her I've seen some photos of her helping a wrestler out and checking them and all that so shout out to Nettie for being for doing that but it's also it's just great to see it, it for me it's great to see if we have you know people there to make sure everybody's safe including medical staff yeah big time big time or at least have you know a concussion course because we've all been on shows or, or seen it where you know somebody you know knocks their cell for a loop and they get up and they got that really bad Steve Shemi eye going and it's like when you just call the match like you know he just like come on he's got you you know that's a concussion just get him to the back you know like I know he said give him you know a couple seconds to you know figure out where he is but you know you can definitely tell that's a concussion i like that you said steve buscemi 
one of the, dude, I love his work. I love his work. I'm a big fan of his. So when you said Steve Buscemi's eye, I'm like, this is freaking awesome art. So let's go into our next question because you love this one because you do it to, to us all the time. I am a big prank and ribber and I will have fun doing this stuff for the rest of my life because I was trying to mess with Dave earlier and he got a little upset and it's going to be okay, Dave. And But uh, I'm ribbing him right now because he had to run upstairs to get the bathroom. Plus, plus you ribbed me, which we're not getting that story. Oh, yeah. You, I you, just, you can listen to the previous episodes. Yeah, I, I, I have if fun. If you're going to listen. Try to rib me. I'm like, eh, whatever. Eh, so do you luck. Ha- so do you have any pranks or rib stories to tell? Oh, uh, wow. Um, <clears throat> he knows Loke, so... There's got to be too many there. Um, there's a lot, but uh, there's a good 2CW one that I could tell. Uh, so we had Matt Milan, who came along right before they um, closed down. Uh, he was a gentleman out of the Buffalo area. And um, <clears throat> he was driving uh, me and uh, Brody Lee and uh, Marcos at the time from Dunham Marco. He got held up at the bar. I don't know who the hell he was talking to. It was 2-something in the morning. There was this bar called M&O. They always sponsored 2CW. They always took care of the boys. You know, they always fed us, gave us drinks. Just amazing hospitality. So we're ready to go. And... Um, <clears throat> This, this very large gentleman proceeds to go on someone's porch, knocks and goes, I gotta pee! I'm like, bro, it's like almost three. I know you see a light on, they're not gonna answer. He goes, where's this kid? I gotta go, I wanna go. So we're still waiting for this kid. Needless to say, he proceeds to pee in these people's bushes while we're waiting. And then uh, he sees lawn furniture. Here comes the lawn furniture. It starts flying by the car and I'm like, oh shit, this kid needs to hurry up. I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> well, he convinced me in my stupor and his stupor to proceed to barricade this kid's car in with these people's patio furniture. I recently we did had chairs all around his car. We had the table on top of his hood. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. Oh my gosh, that's so great. I just recently did some craziness. I was they, down in Delaware. They, they were doing one of the PGA tour things. And I started I didn't taking know you watched golf. I don't. I started taking cones and putting them in the back, back of my car and just drove off. <laughs> Another story. We were coming back from Icons. And we were going to a company called ACPW and Media PA. And in the back is the ring announcer and a guy named Ian Short. And Ian is about five foot two. He looks like a little fucking Oompa Loompa. But still, we're not going there. And we just get out of the car we walk into the building and they're just sitting there tapping their feet in the trunk still waiting for us to come get them and we're already in the building do you remember <laughs> i kept on hitting all the bumps hard yeah we kept <laughs> coming back now you know how that area is by the arena and all that hitting those bumps and getting on the 95 right there behind where the old movie theater was and blah blah blah, blah. and doing it purposefully just to have fun oh yeah see we're rubbers don't ever get in a car with us <laughs> uh, i'm a keener but um I can tell you another funny story that I that that I was part of. Okay. But it actually wasn't a rib. Uh, you guys know who Dick Justice is. He blew up for a while. Um, I tagged with him for a while. Well, before he did that, uh, he was Richard Venice, and he teamed with Nick Ando, and they wrestled Danny Doring, and I can't even remember. I want to say it was Colin. It's Danny Doring and Colin. And so I'm sitting backstage, and this is after the match. They're going over the match. All of a sudden. 
me and Bull James, because this was a joke that we made to each other when, when we actually all wrestled each other a couple weeks ago, uh, about Dick Justice. He legitly stopped Danny Doring like halfway through, you know, going through the match and, and critiques. He goes, excuse me, Mr. Doring. Uh, I pooped my pants. Can I go clean myself real quick? And legitly shit himself during the table spot of the match. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm wondering what Danny had to say about that. It was the funniest ever. And like, we still all joke about it to this day. Now we don't have to ask the shit question. Ever again. <laughs> Ever again. <laughs> Ever again because the dude beat this one. <laughs> I mean, I can tell you one more rib story. So, Chris Hamrick, everybody knows Chris Hamrick. Yep. Chris, Chris Hamrick is a friend of mine. And we're like, all right, so here's the rib question. He's like, motherfucker, listen here. I do the ribs. He's like, not like Ricky Morton shitting in my bag, but it's a different rib, all right? <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Man, then then he ribbed us so we finished the show with him on and everything else and two seconds later he goes you motherfuckers ready to do it again let's go he's like no nah, i'm kidding have a good night now now i wonder that why this industry is full of shit <laughs> at least it's not in the back of db's car oh uh, anyway all right no that's the shittiest thing you've ever heard <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay, I'm going to jump in there and say, okay, do you ever have a geek out moment? Uh, what do you mean? Uh, like a mark out moment if you've seen somebody famous or something like that and go, oh my gosh, you don't do uh, it. I had one. Me. I had one back in April. Was it April? LTW. Oh, no, it was March. It was March. Back in March. So I didn't know what was going to happen mm-hmm. until he came out to me and did it. Gerald Briscoe was there. And he's like, Rev, Rev, come here, Rev. I'm like, all right, okay. He's like, we're going to do this. I'm like, holy shit, I'm doing a, a bit with Gerald Briscoe. I'm like, okay. And this happened at ringside. He's like, they're going to have the match for about Gerald Briscoe said it. Everybody else okay with that? He said it, so we're gonna do it. That was a geek out moment. That was, that was pretty cool. That was my first show doing as a photographer. You're welcome. That and getting to have an actual conversation in the locker room with Jerry Lynn. So Not many you, people can say that, but geek out moment, mark out moment, plenty of them. Um, I got to uh, I got to be on a show. Well, actually, it ended up being a couple shows, but I was a huge fan of RVD when I was a kid, and uh, he was like one of the first people like I made sure I got a picture with and for like all the years of being in wrestling. I think it was like 11 years at that point I finally got on a show with him and I made sure I took a picture. I didn't give a shit if anybody called me a mark or, or, or anything. I was I was determined you know that's my dude. I always you know liked his shit and I was and I got to meet him and he was so nice and just great and just an amazing person. That's awesome. I mean I was at that same show and I walked up to Dave here and he was right next to Gerald Briscoe and he introduced me to Gerald and he was like you're doing a fantastic job son on the photography i was like thank you so much <laughs> we're gonna jump into table five table five you're the fifth person at the table you put four more people sitting at that table and i'm thinking about i always do themes on everything i'm gonna put everybody that's in the new york base yeah i was gonna say new york based wrestlers okay. can sit at your table who would they be tough one uh new york based out of my area just in general um it would be me obviously for me uh rob sweet I would put Lope, um, Sean Carr. That's my boy and, right there. And um, I'll even say Maddox, believe it or not. Yeah, Sean Carr is the one that I know of from Binghamton. And I took a super kick from him in Delaware and bumped on the outside of a church for him. <laughs> It was fun. So we're going to jump. Yeah, Sean, Sean's been around. Sean started at TCW. He, 
she started um, has has uh, Carrie Ann Cage, if you remember right. So we're going to jump right into the triple threat. That's the, the question we told you in the beginning. So um, okay. single tag and hardcore match. So I'm going to give you three people on this list and you're going to say I want him as a singles or I would love him as a tag partner or and our special traction match we're going to use as a hardcore match. So here's the wrestlers, Jay Flyer, H.C. Loke, and Sean Carr. Who would you be okay. in a single match with? Who would be your tag partner and who would be in a hardcore match with? Um, I would be in uh, a tag with Flyer and uh, I would do a singles match with Loke and honestly, I, I actually like Sean Carr's hardcore work so I would be in a hardcore match with Sean Connor. I would have thought you would have went with Loke as hardcore because that's where he came from. See but here goes the big thing. A lot of people like mistake these hardcore guys like I love Masada the best. I I know him personally. He's a great guy and he's got one hell of a mind for this business but he doesn't have to wrestle death matches. That that boy can wrestle. Oh yeah he oh, yeah, definitely I did, can. We did the um, you know like, 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 like necro butchers. You, yeah. you know there, there, there's some of these guys that are in like the death matches or the hardcore or you know team hardcore guys and like they're actually really great workers believe it or not I, I got the in that label I got the referee Brandon Kirk and everybody knows Brandon Kirk hardcore always hardcore death match stuff like that yeah. and he put on an amazing match at this company called uh, GPW out of the Monster Factory and it was him and Pete Corvus and they just did an amazing match there was no weapons there was no nothing it was pure work I've seen, and, a, I've seen the same kind of match for from him at a charity event show in Seattle versus <clears throat> Alex Reedman. Yeah. You know. So that there's guys that can do it, like Kate Lothbrook, who can do the deathmatch stuff, yeah. but also wrestle. One hell of a wrestler. And Sean Carr, I've seen so many times down Me here too. In, in ECWA. He's done yep. some fantastic matches down there. Oh, I've got so. the referee plenty of plenty <laughs> his him and Bobby Shields. Ah, yeah. Bobby Shields. There we go. Yo, last night. Bobby Shields. He just retired last <laughs> he night. He just retired last yeah. night. It was a fantastic match. So Bobby and Robbie or yeah, yeah, Bobby and Robbie when they were in MCW, former MCW tag team champions. So my question, I call this the creator wrestler. Um, you Point know, five creator wrestler, uh, you know, WWE has the games, you know, you can create your, you can do your own wrestling, you can create your own wrestler. You can post it up on the community creations. But if you look at the cream at the creations board, there's been so many like creations of like indie wrestlers, like, uh, got PCO, violence and violence and Riley Shepard and all that stuff um so do you think when you see like some of those indie wrestlers probably some people you know do you think that's going to give them a little more exposure to the to the WWE fans don't know them yeah exposure is exposure I, I mean and also you know i mean there's a lot of teenagers and a lot of younger people that play that so more than likely if they're into the character they're probably going to end up googling who the person is but they're probably going to end up following them on a social media platform and stuff or probably watching some of your clips or maybe you know upping your likes on youtube something like that so yeah. it's just another way to get your name on exactly you know? and i i love the fans that create them because you know it's it's putting the respect out to them and i've looked at some of the creations and they put really good work into it like the move sets the entrance ways the everything when wwe put out that one video game back when ecw was ecw mm-hmm. the real ecw i saw a lot yeah. of friends making the creative character the same and raven tommy and all of them on the wwe games and they were working as the ecw guys and this was 
was before ECW put out their video game. Yeah. Short-lived video game. I would have to say, so. and I'll say his name because he's my best friend, but, you know, I've even seen my best friend Frankie on there. So I'm yeah. created him, and it's, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. So my next, and then my next, last question here is called um, collaboration. Um, we've talked to quite a few people on the show here from, like, Georgia and Texas that... The Illinois. Com- Illinois. Well, no, just, gen- just generally, you know, Georgia and Texas that told us that companies down there work together. They don't have any issues. Um, they collaborate with each other. They help each other out. All that great stuff that should be done in this business. So do they're you, not territorial. They're not territorial like up here in Jersey. Right. So do you think that, you know, more companies should do that, you know, collaborate and work together? Yeah. Um, it's just, it's better for the fans and it's better for the boys. And it just sucks, you know, because we're all independent contractors and we all have no contracts to anybody, you know, works, work, money's money. And, you know, there's people that are like, you can't go work 50 miles down the street because you work here. And it's just let everybody work together. You know, the more they work together, you know, the more they draw. And like the Binghamton Wrestling Con, it was so big because it had a couple promotions working as one. Instead of them, you know, working individually, they ended up drawing a huge event. And they're actually doing a second one next year because it did so good. And it was just a couple promoters working together. It was BWF, it was um, Excite, it was Northern Tier, Rope to Rope, New York Championship Wrestling. All those guys, they came together and they put on this one huge wrestling con and it worked. See, the issue we've been having lately because there's other companies that want people want wrestlers stuff like that in the Delaware area and like some of them are saying oh well you go work for that one you can't work for me you know it's happened to me it's happened to a few other people that we know very well because promoters don't get along my my thing with that is we're independent wrestlers we're independent reps managers companies whatever we're not on a contract with anybody any one company so we should be allowed to work with that company and that other company that you don't like I agree yeah I agree with that so we all need to get along we're all independent if you don't like the fact that i work for somebody else then i still would work for you just because you don't like i don't like the fact that i don't work for somebody else okay this is our final question um i'm gonna I put dave adams little thing in there saying it's the final question david adams here and this is the final question for this episode of the 2300 wrestling podcast so it's called the five questions of doom i haven't oh, done this in a while hold it, hold wait it, what hold are you it. doing wait, what wait. are you doing okay that's not how you do it no, no. do it right it's Wait. non-wrestling questions. I know, but why are you doing it? Okay. That's my question. Why are you doing it? I haven't done this in a while. My voice might be a little bit shot, but fuck it. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the five questions of doom. Right, let's try that again. I didn't like it. Ladies and gentlemen, it is now time for the five questions of doom. Kind of like that one better. Okay. Yeah. Try not to shit your pants. All right. <laughs> Question number one. Favorite board game. Ooh. Uh, Clue. Clue. I love that movie. My favorite. One of my favorite Tim Curry movies. It's a good movie. Great movie. Question number two. Favorite comedian. Ooh. Uh, Adam Sandler. Yeah. Number three. What superpower would you want? Uh, I'd like to fly because uh, plane, t- plane tickets are really expensive. I'm going economical here. I'm trying to save that money. Yeah, he, he's got a point there. Makes a lot of sense. You're hearing question number four. 
Favorite 80s movie? Ooh. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, I, I don't know that one. I don't know that like one either. Uh, Caddyshack? Caddyshack is a good one. See, you got to go kill them little farmers over there. <laughs> Where, see, like, no, 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 no. He's not paying attention. No, he wasn't. Question five. There we go. He said it. Question yeah. five. Favorite Steven Spielberg movie? Uh, it. Who can't love it? So this is an old thing that um, he's still not paying attention. He's not paying attention. Yeah, he always goes. <laughs> wrong, wrong thing. <laughs> we're done. You can tell he's not paying attention because we're done Be- that bit. Because he always he goes in there and goes, "Hey, Dewey, can you tell everybody out there about your social media account?" Hey, Dewey, can you do me a favor? Let's get your social media and everything else before we end this show. Yeah, Dewey, can we get your yeah, social can we media? Get all account? That? Yeah. <laughs> uh, on Facebook, it's Dewey Murray. Uh, on Twitter, it's uh, at the Real Mother Trucker, and uh, on YouTube, it's Dewey Murray. And also, you can look up the Open Road Hellboys featuring Rob Sweet. And uh, we also have a fan page for the Open Road Hellboys on the Facebook. And other than that, you are tuning into the Twenty Three Hundred Podcast, listening with Dewey Murray. It worked. Well, it it. Yeah. And we're gonna hit the ending, so we'll end He's it. Still not paying attention. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. This has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside DB Richards, and we'll see you in the ring. And I would also like to thank Brian Schweiger for paying attention. Yes. And you need to learn how to listen, too. Thank you for coming on, Dewey. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Fuck you both. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is David Kinner from the 2300 Wrestling Podcast, letting you know about photographer, camera, editor, and designer extraordinaire, Brian Schweiker. Please give him a call at 856-254-7546 for any of your photography needs. You can also reach him at bschweiker13 at gmail.com, Facebook, and everything else is there as well. Get him for all your your party wrestling movies whatever you want to do that's brian swiker check him out yeah ladies and gentlemen boys and girls are you looking to become a professional wrestler well right now the workhorse wrestling club is accepting new students in felton delaware if you're interested call sean at 410-829-1114 Hey, this is D.B. Richards. And this is B. Schweik. Hey, we got some ads. Yes, we do. We have Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa is not your typical spa. Take a journey back in time with all your favorite nostalgia from the 1920s to the early 2000s. The staff will provide you with healing therapeutic services with a high-end feel. Mention this podcast and receive 10% off of your first service. Book with Twisted Shamrock Studios and Spa today, where recovery, relaxation, and love of all decades past never go out of style. So where can you find them? You can find Find them at 16 Wilmington West Chester Pike in Chad's 4 PA 19317. And you can call them at 484-574-8868. Hey, Brian. Hey, I want to go now. 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Let's go. Sam Alfalsi here. And Zach Ravix. Super Crazy Wrestling, Super Crazy Arena, Skiver Academy. We are indeed the best facility in New Jersey. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, Probably no in the world. Extremely top three, I would say. We have very terrific trainers. Actually, they all come from... From uh, the Ring of Honor dojo, so yeah. you already know you're. So they're gonna be great. They're definitely great. Oh yeah, for sure. You're gonna experience some, you know, pretty elite stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're all about intensity here. You know, uh, we're we're always here to help. We're we're always reach one, teach one. That that's our main thing. You know, I feel like if you're a person that really feels like wrestling is your dream and that's what you want to accomplish, this is the best school to come to. Or burn. Or or burn. Okay. Oh, what Brack said. So uh, once again, you know, best school probably in the world. 
definitely in Jersey. You can find it. You can find it on Facebook, uh, Super Crazy Wrestling and Scarecrow Academy, and Instagram, Super Crazy Wrestling Scarecrow Academy. Uh, you can contact Melissa Pena or Odog, and he'll come find you if you don't find him. Or I will. Or or Brex. Or, or, or Brex. You'll burn. No, you won't burn.